All right. On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, we touched on the Zach Parisi maybe going to the Avalanche topic yesterday, but we will discuss it a little bit more today. There's a couple things that I want to talk about, which we will get to. And the Locked On NHL Network, we did the Hart Trophy Power Rankings. Now we're going to do the Norris. So we'll get to that and a lot more on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you're following us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, threads, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do chat with Kyle and I one on one, become a special insider, and we take your thoughts and opinions and share them on this very podcast. All right, uh, jam packed show today, sir. So uh, we'll get to if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, there was a pretty interesting athletic article where they they give the percentages of winning the Stanley Cup in specifically 2028. So four years from now, what are, where, and where did the Avs stand on that? We'll discuss that. Um, like I said, we'll get to that Norris power ranking in a little bit. I want to start with the Zach Parise stuff because it seems to be picking up even more steam from when we talked about it yesterday. And there's another reason why I want to talk about it. Because uh, so many people were discussing it, and you see it a lot on social media, and you see it a lot in Denver media outlets. So I reached out to somebody who I don't want to throw their name out there, but believe me when I tell you, this is a very reputable person, um, and it's somebody that I, I trust maybe more than anybody. And I reached out to them, and I said, you know, have you heard any heard any rumors about this? Is there any truth to it? Um, and they wrote back and they said, I just said, are you hearing anything about the Zach Parisi to Avalanche rumors? And they wrote back saying, I think it's possible, yes. So that changes my mind of, because yesterday I was thinking like, I don't think the Avalanche are even interested in this. I think this is something that was, you know, we, we said it, Russo from the uh, one of the uh, Minnesota Wild podcast said it i i i just got the gut feeling because he threw it out there and people were running with it and there was really no validity to that other than him just saying that and i'm not trying to minimize hit like he's very reputable too right but i just thought it was like i think he just i thought he just like threw the avalanche out there and hey they could be a team and then you know it, it it's gotten to where it's gotten now when this person wrote back to me he said like i think it's possible my thinking has gone from okay the avalanche clearly could are are interested in this so it's changed from from i just don't feel like they're interested in it to i don't think they should do this (laughs) you know what i mean it's i still don't really like bringing him in and it's not against zach parisi i've i've always really liked the guy i know he's played for the enemy for a long time but I, i i he was a good player 
but I, I go back to what I said yesterday. I think he's just at the end of the road for him right now. And I don't, that's not an avalanche move to, to bring someone like him who hasn't played the age that he's at to bring him in and say like, you need to be a part of this team and, and be productive just seems counterproductive to what the avalanche have been doing for the past handful of years. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you bring this back up because guess what? We're a day removed from the conversation we had on Prize. And guess what? Zach Prize is a day older than he was the last time we talked about this. And guess what? <laughs> Why? Just I, I still have not. I've I've perused the YouTube comments. I've not seen one valid reason why Parise should be a member of this Colorado Avalanche squad going forward and into the playoffs. And if the Avalanche thought this was a good idea. Why did they not make a move on Blake Wheeler last year? Why are they not going well, after that's a different Elliot? Position. Are you just saying like for, for age? Age um, and comparable. That's a, <clears throat> yeah, it's a very comparable contract. And if you're going for, I mean, why, why are you bringing in? We, we talked about free agents, every free agent that, or name attached to the trade market mm-hmm. is, right there with the Colorado Avalanche. Why are they trying to be smarter than the game of hockey and get somebody who's sitting at home? What value does that add to the Avalanche trying to make a right. playoff push? Like that that it just doesn't make hockey sense. Like why are they not going to get Yamir Yager? <laughs> Ilya Kovalchuk. Like there's there's yeah. players out there like if you want to go get recently retired guys or guys that are in the AHL like why were they never in on Jumbo Joe Thornton? We talked about Phil Kessel. Like <laughs> there are names out there that you could go and get if you're really wanting to do this. Why are you getting Zach Parise, who has not played? I heard, I saw the comments about, well, you could get rid of Rijo, and this is exactly what you need to do. No, Rijo's actually has he has points this year. So, know, right? Are are you giving up Ryan Johansson to go get like Zach Parise? Like I, I that doesn't compute for me. Yeah. And yeah. we're talking about Landeskog coming back to the ice and look how well he's skating. We're going to be doing that for somebody we're, we're signing. What sense does that make? Like, let's, oh, we just signed Zach Parise. I can't wait to see him make his comeback and get back into hockey shape. No, that's, it just doesn't make any logical sense. I, I read something where like, I don't think he's just, we, we were joking yesterday how he's just sitting home playing video games. Like if he wants to get back in the league, like he's working out. You know, he, he he is probably taking care of himself in some capacity, but he's 39 years old. He's only a few years younger than me. So, you know, it, it's tough to get off the couch sometimes. So, uh, you know, he's in much better shape than I am, but it 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 you're, it catches up to you. Yeah. And when we're seeing it, I am no way comparing Zach Parisi to, to, to Alex, Oven, Alex Ovechkin here. But you're seeing, we just saw Ovechkin play the avalanche, right? And mm-hmm. you're seeing like, Players hit a wall age-wise, and, and it happens like that. And last year, everybody was just like, just a matter of time before Alexander Ovechkin gets that Gretzky record. And it's it's a foregone conclusion. And I was sitting back here saying, like, don't do this until don't, – don't just put him in number one spot till he gets there because I didn't think it was going to be this much of a drop-off. For Ovechkin, but it it's significant. This is what happens. Bodies they don't shut down. They just can't keep up with the youth movement, right? And 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 I and Parisi is not 
expected if he were to come in to do Alex Ovan, Alex and uh, Alexander Ovechkin stuff. But if you're bringing him in, you're expecting him to do something, and you don't see teams banging down the door to go get Zach Parise right now. So, I, and and again, I said it yesterday. If he had been playing, if he was with the team right now, and they were just looking to unload him. And and you you had a a kind of a barometer of how his season has been going, then maybe you entertain it. But I am so skeptical of just a guy at his age <clears throat> not playing a second to come in and play this avalanche system. We saw Josh Manson when he was traded come over mid-season, and he struggled for the rest of the year to pick up this. And it, it, it took him a year to do it. And we're expecting a 39-year-old a forward that plays on a speed team to come in and pick it up? I don't know, man. Like Again, it's not a knock on him personally or his hockey uh, career. It's been great. But at this point, I'm just like scratching my head on, on it. I have one more point, but I want to know what you got to say. No, and it, it just doesn't make sense. And I think the Avalanche, are, if this is even, if there's any legitimacy to all of this going on, I, it kind of makes me feel like the Avalanche are kind of doubling down on their philosophy. We made Nachushkin work. We made Drew in work. Let's give up. Let we're we're really good at rehabbing players that time like pl- uh, teams give up on, mm-hmm. but time is unbeaten. Teams make decisions all the time, but you can't beat time. And if the league is nobody's nobody's out there like kicking the tires on Zach Parise right now, and we're up to there have been teams that have started out hot. And have fallen off. There are teams that need guys like Zach Parise. The Avalanche don't need a left wing. Let's be honest here. They need a backup goalie and maybe some defensive help. A left wing is high on the on the Christmas list right here. Mm. So yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to be making this move and feel like you're going to have a Druin part two or a Nachushkin part two because nobody's asking for this. Yeah, but and it's funny that you say that because. I don't feel like the Avalanche are in that position anymore where they're just, they have the Midas touch. Where with, with, with the, with, you know, Nachuskin was great. Uh, Druen seems like that's, you know, a, another version of that. Um, but now, like, you've had some misses as well. You have, you know, Tomas Ryan Tatar. Johansson. Does, exactly. That was the two I was going to bring up Tatar yeah. and, and Johansson don't look like they're, what you got obviously out of uh Valentine Chuskin or something like that. So it just goes to show you it's not, you know, the Avalanche are, are not like infallible. Like it, it can go the opposite way. So and the, the last thing that I wanted to touch on, and I don't know where to go with this, but I just thought of it. The Avalanche are typically very good at not having stuff leaked of moves that they want to make. Um I mean how many times have we've thought about a trade that they were going to do or a free agent signing that they were going to do. And then they go get somebody that we weren't even thinking of yeah. or that was not on the list. Um, we always throw out those guys, the, the, those, you know, the big fishes of like a free agency market. And, and they usually end up not signing those guys and they have a plan. It's not because they didn't want to sign that guy, or maybe they didn't want to sign that guy, but they have a board and they have a plan and they are very good about not, getting that stuff out there into the public. So the, for the, the, that simple fact has me questioning the whole thing to begin with on how, like, how did it get out? The abs don't let that happen. So how it got out, it might've been on the Parise side of things, but there, I mean, I would 
if they were interested, I'm sure they would have told him this is this doesn't go outside of this room that we're talking in or a phone call that we're having. Uh, so that honestly is a little bit of a surprise to me because you don't see this in the avalanche land of leaks of guys that they're genuinely interested in. So and that's another reason why I was thinking yesterday, I don't really buy into this right now. Yeah. And and to wrap it up, I it honestly I don't I feel like it's an intentional that it might have leaks because going back to the Tatar move, why pick up a fifth round pick? If you're going to do nothing with it and then go pick up somebody literally sitting at home and get nothing for it, nothing additional in the package and not lose anything, especially with you got the LTIR money that you're you're playing around with right now. But you might need that. It's already tight for the avalanche as it is. Why go out and buy a player for nothing? No, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So but like I said, I've changed from I thought there was like no validity to and just stories that uh, people were latching on to to okay i heard from who i heard from and now i've turned to i don't think this is they should do it it seems like they're interested i don't agree with it i'll say that if they do it remains to be seen we shall see if it happens obviously we will discuss it uh what we're going to discuss now is locked on avalanche or locked on nhl host i should say well we did vote on it too uh locked on nhl host voted on the norris trophy power rankings uh we did the heart where nathan mckinnon was leading that is kale mccarr in the lead for this one as well we'll discuss that coming up next first we're going to hear from indeed we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed if you need to hire then you need Indeed, because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Locked On Avalanche will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Locked On. Just go to Indeed.com slash Locked On right now and support Locked On Avalanche by saying you heard about Indeed on this very podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. We are also brought to you by FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. The regular season is over. We are deep into the postseason now, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a $150 credit in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $100. And 50 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. There's a lot of fun things to do over on that app. You can do live same game parlays, overs, unders, spreads, you name it. They got it over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get to this Norris ranking, uh, power ranking, I should say. Uh, like I said, we did the Hart Trophy. 
This is the the Norris, um, and Nathan McKinnon was number one over Kucherov in the uh, the heart. Is Nathan McKinnon, or excuse me, is Kale McCarr number one on the Norris? Let's bring it up here, sir. If you're watching over on YouTube, there it is. Uh, I'll read off the top ten. Number ten is Josh Morrissey. Nine, Evan Bouchard. Eight, Roman Yossi. Seven, Rasmus Dahlin. Six, Miro Heiskanen. Uh, five, Charlie McAvoy. Four, Adam Fox. Three, Noah Dobson. Two, Kale McCarr. And number one is obviously Quinn Hughes. And that's, you know, how, how the, the the heart is a two-headed race, pretty much the Norris is as well. And just to give you an idea of how close this voting was, um, the average spot for Quinn Hughes was 1.6, and the average spot for Kale McCarr was 1.7. So if you just had one vote flip, I'm sure those two guys would flip. So it's literally a neck and neck. It, it This is a... A, a voting day, election day, too close to call race right now. But the way it stands right now, Cal McCarr's number two. What do you think? On it, this is one of those that once the season continues a little bit more, I feel like this levels out and I feel like balance will be restored and Cal McCarr will take his worthy spot at the number one spot because, yes, Quinn Hughes, he has had a good year and Cal McCarr has been admittedly spotty. We've talked about this every day or so. Now we've talked about the lack of the all hail kale moments until the Washington game, but here we are. And Kale's racked up seven assists in the last 10. He's, we're about to play the Los Angeles Kings that don't look now, but they're not scaring anybody. So, and everybody's gunning for Vancouver right now. Like you look at the standings and you have Winnipeg and Vancouver dancing around up there, but you just, you don't know why you don't know how, and everybody's just trying to knock them down a little bit. So I, I feel like Kale McCarr is going to slowly start climbing his way back up and then just live there for the rest of the season. Do you feel like, you know, how we we're talking about with, with the heart and how we, we I mean, we're Avalanche fans, obviously. So we, we kind of lean towards Nathan McKinnon. But that's a two headed race with him and Kucherov. And we kind of talked about how uh, Nathan McKinnon has been like owed one almost. And how voters might think that way to come, or, you know, by the end of the year and when voting comes around, maybe lean towards him because he's deserving of one at this point. And, and so it's, it's, it's twofold. It's he's having a phenomenal season and we owe him one. So there you go. Do you think voters, when they go to the Norris, kind of get ahead of that game and say, like, well, let's give Quinn Hughes one now because we know Kale McCarr is going to get a handful of these by the time his career is over with, or do you think they live in the moments? Because like this, again, this is a two headed monster too, like between Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr. It is. And I wonder if at the end of the season, voters look at like, okay, like, yeah, it's close, but Kale McCarr from head to toe is, is the best defenseman in this league. That's who we give it to. Or do they give it to Hughes? Cause he's having a good season too. And yeah, McCarr has got so much hardware Let's give Quinn Hughes some shine. Yeah, and we saw we saw Kale McCarr versus Quinn Hughes already this season, and we saw the clear discrepancy in the two talents. And it's one of those that when you're going to look and you look at the standings, you look a little bit more into Quinn Hughes and say, hey, it looks like it's finally panning out for this Quinn Hughes guy. This might be the year he finally does it. But then you're like, oh, yeah, there's that Kale McCarr guy. 
we could give him the Norris. We could give him the vote. But you know what? Is this his year where he could be considered for the heart? Because this mm. Kale McCarr is not going to live in. He's not going to live in Norris Land with that talent. He could be. He could be looking at heart. He could be looking. He's got multiple pieces of hardware in his future. So it's sure. one of those that you kind of take him for granted. But again, like I said, once the season progresses a little bit, we get past the All Star game. Things will start to balance out because Quinn Hughes, yes, Vancouver, they have a good team, but I don't know how long it can last. And Kale is starting to get fired up, and he's going to have Nathan McKinnon-like games coming up pretty yeah. soon. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, in the, it, you know, it's funny I'm here, man. Like, you know, who's not in this top ten? Uh, Victor Hedman. And I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying, like, th- like that was the standard. Yep. For a long time, was Victor Hedman was it? That that was there, no ifs ands or buts. You can give him the Norris every single year, um, and he's still he's still a very good player. But look what look what's happened in the league. The league has started to focus more on on defensive players that have offensive capabilities, and we've used that as how we kind of award our Norris Trophy. But you know. It, it, it's become a, a, a position that really is, but there've been a lot more focus on it right now. And you, you see these names on this, on this top 10 and like, man, like you'd love to have any one of those guys on your team. It, it, it leagues in a really good spot defensively. And it's, it's surprising to see Noah Dobson in the perennial Roman Yossi spot at three, but to see Roman Yossi fall down to eight and I would eight. put, Hey, yeah, I'd put Hayskin in a little bit higher, honestly. And I think, you know, you got Adam Fox at four. I think a lot, for a lot of people, McCarr and Fox are the two guys yeah. at the top of this league. And Quinn Hughes, I don't want to say Quinn Hughes came out of nowhere, but, um, you know, maybe the, the season he's having is a little bit of a surprise, as good as season as he's having. He's a top 10 defenseman by far. Um, but I think at the beginning of the season, if you're going to list who the Norris Trophy candidates are, it's Kale McCarr one, Adam Fox two. I mean, those guys right now are two and four in our list, so it's not like they're dropping anywhere. But those two guys are kind of where I think of with the league. And to go back to the heart thing, uh, Kale McCarr was seven, I believe, on the heart. Quinn Hughes was four on our heart uh, rankings. So <clears throat> he's having a good year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see when, when this is all said and done at the end of the year, how the voting goes for specifically the Norris and the heart. And if there's comparisons on, like I was just describing about giving it to Nathan McKinnon for those reasons, do they get ahead of that game now and give, give it to Quinn Hughes and as far as the Norris for those same reasons and, and not let Quinn Hughes get into his thirties and be like, wow, we haven't this given, given this guy a Norris yet. So just get it over with now. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. <clears throat> and who would have thought you would have saw an Edmonton Oiler defenseman in the top 10 of a Norris. That is a very, very good point. Very good point. I know because they've just been beaten up so much on the defensive side, but at least, I mean, they have one good one. You can't deny that. So uh, that's where we stand. I don't know which we're, what we're going to do next, um, but whatever it is, we'll obviously uh, we'll discuss it here. Maybe, maybe it's the the Jack Adams, I feel. Oh, I feel. It, this is not Ben here. Which I have thoughts on that one. So uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Whatever it is, we'll, we'll discuss that next week. Um, you were talking about Vancouver and and you know the the odds of them and winning is is not that their time is running out, but what is their window? 
Well, the Athletic did an article on that as far as uh, who they think is going to win the cup in 2028. Where did the Avalanche sit? We'll discuss that next. eBay Motors and passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, we call that what? The Nathan McKinnon Trilogy. That's eBay Motors. It's got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Um, all right, so the Athletic, like I said, they did a uh, article on, well, they ranked all 32 teams. They broke it up into two spots, uh, 16 and 16. So the top 16 um, teams as far as the odds of winning the Cup in 2028. I'll give everybody a second. Just in your mind, think of where you think they have the Avalanche ranked in this. Um, it's got to be at least one through 16 because they were not on the 17 through 32 list. So it's somewhere here, one through 16. I'll give you a second in your mind. Just imagine it. Where do you think it is? And then I will read off, uh, the top 10. So, you know, they're in 10 anyway, 10 is Boston Bruins, nine, New York Rangers, eight, Vancouver Canucks, seven, Vegas Golden Knights, six, Florida Panthers, five, Carolina Hurricanes, four, New Jersey Devils, three, Dallas Stars, two, Colorado Avalanche. And number one, the Edmonton Oilers at number one. Uh, and the funny thing here, like we're just missing out on today's episode because with the Norris uh, rankings, how I said it was like 1.6 and 1.7 or what it was between uh, Hughes and, and McCarr, um, they have the Avalanche at 34% odds of winning the cup. And Edmonton, they have at 35%. So again, it's just a little sliver. They're right there. Um, They do have a little blurb about the Avs. I can just read it for you. Uh, The 2022 champs will spend the next five years with arguably the best player in the world, non-Connor McDavid division. Um, Which, why do they have to put that parentheses in there? If you're saying he's arguably the best player in the world, full stop right there. Um, And a franchise blue liner on a sweetheart contract. And what some somewhat a somewhat dis, depressingly for some other teams in the central, they're not even that old. Uh, nothing is guaranteed, and we know that the window can close faster than we think. But they're in great shape to be the favorites both this year and beyond. Um, okay, with them at two, annoyed Edmonton's at number one. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, hearing this, I, I, like even in the blurb, they couldn't even keep his name out of their mouth. But athletic, come on, put two and two together. That should be the Los Angeles Kings at number one because that's where Connor McDavid will be in 2028. <laughs> wow, you heard it, it, it here not, first. Yeah, it will not be Edmonton. It's, I don't know, after, after a while, you get frustrated with 
the same old, same old. It's the definition of insanity. And on what what has that team done? Like seriously, there hasn't yeah. been any kind of push. They have not scared anybody when it comes to the playoffs. I understand you're a great, like they're pushing, they're looking like a great team now. Horrible start to the year. McDavid was hurt. The Oilers were reeling. They're putting it together now, but they have not done a single thing to scare anybody in the playoff appearances. All right. What changes in the next four years where that changes? a long time, man. That's a long time. A, a lot can change in four years. A lot. And, and us being Avalanche fans, we should know that. So I, I think when you see Edmonton at number one of a list like this, people immediately just throw their hands in the air and be like, they, they haven't done anything. Well, this is not in the past. This is in the future. And you learn from the past. So if you feel like the, the Edmonton will learn from the mistakes – and in the next four years, correct those mistakes and 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 make their roster stronger. Yeah, I mean, and that's true for anybody, right? It's true for anybody in the league. Uh, but for them, if they can keep Connor McDavid around, you got Leon Dreisaitl, like you, you obviously have the makings of a really good team. You can turn that around. You can turn the goalie issues around. You can turn the defensive issues around in four years. Well, um, next year. Mm-hmm. Will be ten years of Connor McDavid media in the NHL. What have they learned? What have they done? And how have they improved in ten? What is it? How is that going to change in four? Well, they've had like they they've never gotten to where they needed to. I mean, hey, they they made the Eastern Conference Finals. That's nothing to to sneeze at, right? Like you, you've had some success. You just haven't gotten over the hump. Right and right now, but, look at them. They're, they're on a tear right now. What? What is? So, what? And I, I take a shot on them every time they get brought up in this position. But what separates them from Carolina? Connor McDavid. Carolina does but, not have a Connor McDavid. I mean, but Carolina, does. Carolina <laughs> has made it farther, and they have made more of a playoff push than Edmonton. And, well, Carolina's never made the cup. Well, they, no, they they made the cup. I'm saying like in this in this current like you know past handful of years, but they've made it as far as Edmonton. They they made it to the conference finals. But see, that's the thing we're talking about mm-hmm. putting a whole team around Connor McDavid. All Carolina has to do is put a Connor McDavid adjacent on that team, and they should be number one. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this is the same conversation year in year out around the Edmonton Oilers. We have to do. If we could get two more really good forwards and maybe three more defensemen and a semi-average goalie, no, you're put you're playing fantasy hockey every year to, for Edmonton to find the perfect recipe to give Connor McDavid a cup. That's ten years mm-hmm. of it. Other teams like Colorado Avalanche are figuring out ways to do natural your your talent that you you draft, you grow, you cultivate mm-hmm. cheap contracts, Drewin, Nuchushkin experiments. They're doing it the right way. Everybody player friendly contracts, not like Toronto. Like they're figuring out the right way to put teams together. In Edmonton, every year it's the same song and dance. After Edmonton loses and you see sad Connor McDavid, it's what does Edmonton need to do to win a cup? Yeah. And then they, they go out and get somebody else and it doesn't work. And then rinse, wash, repeat. No, it's a very good point. Like at, at this point of his career, you would have thought he would have at least played for a cup or two. You know, it's not easy to win them, but the fact that he hasn't, that that is that is a big concern. 
That's a decade. So, Ten years. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that is, that is crazy. So it's kind of just what what do you feel like? Do you think that's just going to continue, or do you think that they can overcome that? That's really the two roads you go down. Um, and his new contract will speak volumes. Is he going to hamstring them again? Well, he didn't. I mean, he. I guess he left some money on the table for the Leon Drysaddle thing, but that was it. You know, you need you need to leave money on the table for a lot more than just one other guy. Um, so where they go with his new contract will speak volumes. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with you in that, like that, that, you know, I'm not, not arguing for Edmonton to be at number one. Um, I'm on, I'm on that road of like, man, when you have him on your team, you always got a shot. You always have a shot when he's on your team. They haven't proven it. Um, I think it's just when they get to the, the playoffs, that's where the other teams who are more complete top to bottom can hang it on them. They can get through a regular season. They're doing that now. Um, but when you get to the playoffs, that's another animal. And if you don't have all of those holes plugged, the ship's going to go down. And and that's what's been happening with them year after year. And I'm, I'm going to do my mic drop cl- closing point on this. So, the, the Avalanche have gone from the worst team to a Stanley Cup winner in the entire time of McDavid's career. So, so I, I don't believe it. So true. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like this thing. You know, you have... Here, I want to get to, I thought was really interesting, number 16 on here, I had to laugh, Detroit Red Wings. Like, it, How's, like we're, we're still going to be spinning the tires in Detroit. Um, in four more years, they're still going to be doing this never-ending rebuild. I don't see it. I think they will be much more improved. I will at least think that. But they're another one that's just like they keep doing the same. They're much more improved this year, but are they really? They might miss the playoffs again. Who knows? Uh, I thought that was a funny one to see at 16. Yeah, and for all the we need to sign Parise guys, where's all the hey, we need to sign Patty Kane guys. Where's he right now? Oh, injured reserve. He's okay, hurt. cool. He's hurt. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and then you know, obviously the abs against the, the Kings tonight. We really didn't touch on that a ton, but um, this is again the Kings are are just in free fall right now. Um, the, the Edmonton Oilers needed to start playing better and a team ahead of them to hit a wall. It's exactly what's happened. Edmonton is, is off and running and they got the Los Angeles Kings to pretty much forget how to play hockey. And they're just, they're just a team in dire straits right now. So if you're the avalanche, like you did against Washington, you went out and took care of business like you should have with everything that was in front of you with that game. Here's another one where a team. So on the flip side of that, you know, you, you got, Los Angeles should not be just throwing in the towel. So you might have a team that is out there just going full bore, but you have to step in and say like, Nope, not on our watch. You're not going to start that today. No. And they're already having the locker room issues and people calling people out in Los Angeles. Like this is a team imploding. This is a perfect game for the avalanche to play down again. And you do not need to slip back into bad habits and bad behavior. You need to just rinse, wash, repeat the Washington game and mm-hmm. move on and keep building this. Don't just take a breath because Los Angeles has lost 12 of 14. Yeah. They're they're And they were one of the hottest teams early in the year and they can't figure it out right now. So uh, continue that for them, help them out, help them out. Keep that going for them. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap it up, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today and every day to uh locked on avalanche uh we will be back on monday we'll discuss uh this king's game 
And maybe they make a, a, a signing. We don't know. We'll talk about whatever happens with the Avs on Monday. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in and making your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.